Welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Souls. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest who's been here before is Robert Clancy. He wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and now he has another book called Soul... um, Soul... Soul Ciphers, Thank you. I had it right there in my head. Soul (laughs) Ciphers. So, you know... People talk about heart talk and they're making heart connections, which is absolutely wonderful, but people still don't address the soul, that beautiful divine source that comes through us, that gives us our knowledge, our wisdom, um, our ability to actually understand and see what we're here to do in this world. And so we need a lot more soul talk, but we need to actually understand that soul connection, uh, how it resonates with the heart, how it lifts our spirit, how it uh, helps us understand what's going on in our mind. So we need some ciphering. Let's take some ciphering with Robert today. He uh, also is a TV host. He's an author, um, extraordinaire. And you're going to, when you tune into his TV channel with his co-host, you, uh, Lisa, you are going to be so uplifted with the people that he has on. And he's an illuminator, aren't you, my darling? Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me back. I'm actually, uh, I wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul. It was Doug Adams who wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to oh, the Galaxy. Oh, sorry. Okay, he's right, yes. He's actually on the other side now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. My apologies. <laughs> well, I'm not him. I'm right, here. exactly. Right, yes. And, uh, and yeah, just The Hitchhiker's, I did read the book and I really did enjoy it. Um, soul Talk. You know, yes. people just don't get what the soul is, do they? You know, uh, we hear so much talk about you've got to connect with your heart. But it's like, where do you get this divine wisdom, this knowingness, <laughs> this knowledge that you know is true to be? And people are confused to where it comes from. And it comes from the soul, doesn't it? Yes. It's definitely from within. And, you know, with when you look within, you'll never be without. Right. And that's sort of how, you know, I approach life. But um I'm also a programmer. I'm a very logical person. And I also had this divine experience. And, you know, the first time I tapped into it was the first time I meditated. So they both coincided. So so I had a divine experience with my meditation experience. And um, that was when I was 19. I was also at the lowest point of my life. And, you know, basically an angel manifested in front of me. I kept this a secret for... 30 years from most people that know me, including my own family. And uh, I told my father in 2012, the night my mother was um, going to pass away, I knew she was going to pass around 2.30. That's what I was given. Mm -hmm. And um, I told him what I just told you uh, about my meditation experience and the angel and that there is heaven's real, there is love and this Mm -hmm. divine love and we're all held and everything's going to be okay. And, And he was at peace with that ready for it right we can't yeah. speak until people you know they, they always say uh, when the student is ready the teacher will come and, uh, and it can be very frustrating for the teacher because you want everybody to experience this you know right. you know um, i've always been a soul awakener and you know trying to get people past the fear you know mm-hmm. let's get past this molasses of fear that you're living mm-hmm. in and step right. into that beautiful trust 
of soul and spirit because when you're there you're safe aren't you mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's you know understanding that there's a bigger hand at play and that's really the key is that uh, although things don't make sense that are immediately with around you, similar to you know if you only had one piece of the puzzle, mm -hmm. or if you were so close to a painting that you couldn't see the whole thing, but when you back up or you put it all together, it makes a beautiful picture. And there's seemingly things that that are in there that are negative or that you perceive that way. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe somebody close to you crossed over or passed away, and you're angry or you're blinded. And when you pull back, we're all going to be on the other side. Yeah. The immediate things that are happening now are going to be a distant memory, a year, you know, two months, a year, five years from now, whatever it is that you're going through. And you'll just look back sometimes. And I try to laugh at those moments mm -hmm. because you didn't really realize what was happening in that moment until right. you pull back. Yes. And, and you know, I think one of the beautiful things is about looking back is that when you're in something, I'm never going to get through this, you know, I'm doomed and all of that. And then you get right. through it, you learn your strength, your tenacity, your courage, there's something inside of you driving you forward. And then one day you look back and go, my goodness, how far I've come. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime you're facing something else, you know, how can I get through this? And the, the little memory taps you on the shoulder and saying, you faced worst before. Yes. You can do this again. Now you're actually loaded up with knowledge and trust and faith right. and how to do it. So every time we're faced with something, it doesn't mean you're not going to be faced with something when you step into that soul alignment. It just means you're going to, you're going to know what kind of energy to give it, what kind of wisdom to give it, and, okay. uh, and wisdom to learn from it because there's always yeah. a lesson, isn't there? There is, and, and it's part of living, and that's yeah. really the whole point of life is mm -hmm. that you're here to learn that lesson or whatever that is. And at age 19, you know, I was a straight-A student up to that point. I, um, I was doing very well, and then my whole life fell apart in about two months. Mm -hmm. um, I had several friends commit suicide. I had other ones get killed in car accidents. And then my mother was having a nervous breakdown. My dad was... Um, drinking again and hiding that and it, the whole structure fell apart my close friends were away at college and I stopped caring yeah mm -hmm. and what actually saved me was surrendering because I mean I was literally at the last of my um, my nights I, I that last night that I meditated I said out loud if there's a God I need to see something and if you exist you need to to heal me you need to help mm-hmm and then I started this three-hour meditation, which, um, you know, I just stayed focused from like midnight to about 3 a.m. And that's when the light appeared and then the angel manifested from the light. Mm -hmm. And I, it was there, seemed like about an hour. Yeah. So it wasn't something I saw in the blink of an eye. Right. It was gone. I got to study each feather in the wings mm. and, and this entity. Um, and I was just in pure awe of the total peace and love yes. that was around me. Mm -hmm. And she touched me in the forehead, mm -hmm. which um, unlocked everything in me. Did I? And yes. unfolded more in 2012 after I told my father it was actually on Mother's Day the day before that. And um, it was December 1st, 2012. I woke up with this clarity mm -hmm. and then all the words started pouring in. You know, I had spurts of them over the years, but 
I wrote 61,000 inspirational quotes and words <laughs> and put them up on my Facebook page because that's what I was guided to do, just share them. Right, right. And that is a lot. Of course, 2012 was, was the, um, the, the ascension of frequency, the ascension of vibration, which was opening everybody up, you know, to that new energy. And we have seen since then uh, an absolute uh, abundant amount of people that are soul and heart awakening. And of course, not everybody actually understands what am I waking to? You know, everything about me, uh, my senses are more in tuned. I'm being more aware. I'm seeing things, but I still don't quite comprehend it. And that, of course, is that part of that wakening up, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Take your steps. The people that have gone before you, you know, their hand is there to help you understand what you have woken up to. Um, discover right. what your gift is, what your purpose is here, because we're all here in service of one another, in service right. of this beautiful world. And that is part of the lesson that we have here. It's not to suffer, though we are going to go right. through struggles, because that mm -hmm. is part of the earthly lesson to right. step into our beautiful, meaningful purpose. And yeah, and it unfolded in, in so many profound ways with, especially with the words, because I, I was given my, my life path too from that moment at 19, mm -hmm. I've known the playbook. It was just that think of being handed the book, but then shown the table of contents and then guided, not even to worry about the table of contents and just live. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of how it unfolded. And then the words just started. And everything inspires me. Like I can look at a flower mm -hmm. and words will come in from, let's say it's a rose. And I have my favorite quotes over the year, you know, since 2012 that just stay and they're all stored as pictures. And this one I see, you know, you're walking through this out, out a door into a garden of life. And the words are, um, some people leave their homes and walk in the garden of life and they encounter thorns and it ruins their day. And when I walk that same path and encounter those thorns, I realize that there are roses nearby reaching for the light. You just need to look up to see them. Mm -hmm. and I actually visualize the words. Mm -hmm. I feel the words and then I see all the math behind the words. Right. Yes. Uh, that's another, another thing altogether is that um, the words themselves beyond meaning have energy. You know, mm -hmm. and the, there's, of course, there's the numerology and understanding all of what that energy and that frequency means. Um, right. I, I'm a, um, a knowingness channeler, so it's just whenever I open up, whatever knowledge I need to know in the moment <laughs> is going to be there. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'll have a saying that will come up and I'll look for the right picture to put it on and I post it out there. And sometimes I just stimulate it by a picture and let the words come. Um, yeah. and, it's, and there's never really much thought about it. No, you know, they just right? pop in. And, yeah. and then the other is I'll, re, I'll say one of those quotes and then almost like it spawns uh, mm -hmm. more quotes just from that uh, because it's like little buds that come off of yes. it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Are you like that in your writing as well? Is it, is it something that you may have a gist of what you want to do, but when the fingers hit the keyboard, off you go? There have been times where I've just put my hands on the keyboard and typed and I didn't even realize what I was typing until I read it back. And then yeah. there was something profound there. Yes. Yeah. That is the kind of writer I am. I very rarely know. Well, maybe there's a thought I want to do. And then I get out of my own way and let the fingers type. <laughs> and, yeah. Like um, I can pick like a concept like miracles mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, words would be a miracle occurs every time a child smiles. Mm -hmm. Just, um, 
notice the small moments in life because that is where the greatest opportunities occur and words will just come in like that. Yeah. Yes. And, And that is a form of channeling. You know, you're opened up to the universe and, and I think, I think these small little snippets of wisdom stay with people more. They open them up. You know, it's great to have a book. It's great to have tutorials or whatever. And that's for the people who are really ready to absorb the next level. But when you're looking at enticing people, you know, there are people walking around, they're feeling lost, confused, anxious, maybe even a little empty. And it's like, what is the meaning of my life? Why am I here? Does not everybody ask that at some yeah, point? Right? <laughs> and it's like, if you get out of your way and step into your heart, soul, and spirit presence, and you're willing to take, you know, I would say stepping out of the abyss, blind, deaf, and dumb in order to see, hear, and feel. Mm-hmm. If we get out of the head thought and trust the heart thought and the soul knowledge, all that we need to know, we will know. But this is a little noggin at the top of our shoulders yeah. likes to dictate everything, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm especially guilty of that. You know, I've, <laughs> I've grown up as, you know, uh, analytical yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm constantly analyzing what happened to me, mm-hmm. how these words, there's this other voice that I'm seeing or hearing in the sense of not like, I don't hear a voice in my head, but I wake up and there's, especially in the morning, the the words are already written mm-hmm. and I just kind of have like, Oh yeah. And I write it down right. and then I, I post it and I go on my way. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. And you know, it just comes in that way. I think one of the things that we have to do is this big word allow, you know, we, we again, we've got this human thing of, I need to be in control. I've got to follow a manual. I must do what everybody else has done. And I think what we have to do is surrender to allowing yeah right? Because we have to realize we have no control. That is the control we have is that we have no control. The only control we have is over the choice to which path we're going to take and in which attitude we're going to take it. Right. Yeah. There's, um, you know, when, you know, and I am a person that tries to control things in the sense that, you know, being a coder, I have to control there, but I also know when to surrender and let go and let this unfold. Yeah. And great examples, especially anyone that has children. If you try to blaze their trail through the forest, you're not doing them any good. No. And when my son was very young, he would ask questions like, why is the sky blue? And I would just ask him like the permission to say, do you really want to know why? Instead of saying, well, God has a giant blue crayon and just paints (laughs) the sky with that. I told him why the sky is blue. I never talked to him as if he was a child. I talked to him as a person who's trying to study what's around him. Yes. And then when I, you know, went to the part where, you know, how do I, do I guide him to be like this or do I let him become who he is? Mm -hmm. And when he reaches the forest, do I show him the path and the entrance to the forest or do I blaze the trail for him? Mm -hmm. And so instead I showed him where the entrance was and gave him, some basic pointers and this is in the sense of his first relationship. Mm -hmm. So when he had this first relationship, I said, these are some things that you're from my perspective, I can see that you're going to have to deal with, with Mm -hmm. this relationship and they're going to get worse in this area unless they're dealt with. Yeah. 
And he's, no, 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 he jumped in the car and went 300 miles an hour. And then I, you know, after the car crashed, uh, oh, no. he, not, not physically in a car. I'm talking about his relationship right. so yeah. going 300 miles. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, then he hit the wall mm-hmm. and he came back and he just said one, one thing to me. He said, you were absolutely correct, but I needed to learn this on my own. Yes. The thing is, all we can do with people is share our knowledge and, you know, give them that to put in their own backpack. You know, it's, it's, um, I have a, a program called The View of Life, which I've been doing for 42 years now, which I, I got from a beautiful psych, uh, psychiatrist in Rome. And then along with my own spiritual intuitiveness, it, you know, it's been rounded out. And it is about taking the journey of life. We have to realize the I am. I am taking responsibility. I am choosing. I am becoming. I'm going to take this path. But along the way, people are going to give you tools and wisdom. And you put them in your backpack. And then you go into that forest. And you may want to follow a trail that's gone before, or you may want to create your own trail. And you never know who you're going to meet along the line. You could meet a troll that could be your best friend. Mm -hmm. It's not for us to say, watch out for the troll, because this person may you know, see something of the troll, we don't. But the point is, is they have that knowledge. And that's the only thing that you can give them. Uh, The access to their own wisdom and some tools and skills to help them along the way. Then you have to let go. And I know it's hard as a parent. I've got three. Let go. (laughs) And then, God, you've got some work to do. (laughs) Guide them well. Well, he turned out all right. So (laughs) Yeah, mine did too. Mine did too. But, you know, I've got a few gray hairs with, their names on it, I can tell you. <laughs> but, but it's funny enough because they're all, you know, kind of all my youngest will be 30 this year, the others are 34, 34 and 36. And now they're on the other scale, they're mentoring younger people. Right. And, uh, and then you kind of say, oh, gosh, I'm old now because they're under mm-hmm. interpretation. And realizing, you know, the journeys they took, that a lot of steps they took, they wish they hadn't. They wish that they had listened. But, yeah. Underneath it all, I mean, my son once said to me, and uh, I always get emotional over this, is that he was at a crossroads in life. And if he had taken that path, I don't think it would have been a return. Mm-hmm. It was a path that just way yeah. too dark. And he said when he was at that crossroads, my face and my love for him made so him turn back. back. Yeah. And so we can't always be with them. But when we give them a part of our soul, our heart and our spirit and pour it in them as kids as they grow up, then we have to let them go in trust and hope that that love that's in them is enough to pull them back from their brink, from, you know, to come up as a light bulb now and again to say, "Uh uh-uh, don't go down that path. That's all we can do, right? Yeah. And there's reverse climbs and sometimes Mm. somebody has to learn the lesson, but also you can't, um, you know, leave somebody on that, that journey either. Right. So there's sometimes yeah. that they need to take things in their own hands to ask for help and say, Hey, I was stupid. I went yeah. hike down this trail into the desert and I didn't bring enough water. And then there's the person that's passing them on that trail seeing, Hey, that person needs some help. didn't bring enough water and they need mm. help. They're not yeah. looking so good. Right. And that's where there's a lot of, of trouble because people do not want to walk into pain. I know. Mm-hmm. As a martial artist, I learned that, that we use pain compliance to remove a threat. Mm-hmm. And so we go into the pain. So for instance, somebody swinging a, a bat at you or a stick, 
What's your natural reaction when somebody swings something at you, like a golf club, a bat, or something? You're going to you back up. You're going to back up and put your hands up, or something. You're put your hands up and back up and yeah. try to get away. Mm. And that is the worst position to be in because all you're doing is putting yourself at the end of the stick, which is where mm. the worst energy right. is. Right. What you need to do is break everything in your brain that says back up, and you go into it. Right. You go toward the weapon. <laughs> Yes. Because the least amount of energy is right here at the handle. Mm-hmm. The end of the stick breaks the speed of sound. That's when you can hear that whip in the right. air. You want the speed of sound hitting you or do you want this dull little right. handle part? Yeah. So we're not trained as martial yeah. arts, we're trained to go in, but people are not. And right. I learned that when somebody is struggling or they're in pain, you also need to go into that because that's the way that you can help them. It's, it's you have to go through. There is no avoiding, right? Um, right? You can't go over, under. You can't pay someone else to do it for you. There is no downloadable app that's going yeah, to do it for yeah. you. You know, part of life's journey is to go through it. It is your yeah. soul journey. It's also your soul contract that you signed before you even came here, right? Mm-hmm. And it will be as difficult as your resistance is. <laughs> well, I know I signed something because they showed up to call me. <laughs> like, hey, uh, I don't know if you remember when you I'm signed the dotted line that you're going to help millions of people and teach yeah. them about love and yeah. kindness. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. guess what? I brought the contract with me. <laughs> to remind you, yes. Your signature on the dotted line. Bam, yes. right there. Yeah. It's signed with love, so it's yeah. got to be real. Yes. And uh, it was Gabriel that actually, that's the name I was left with. Um, mm-hmm. Although there were no words ever spoken, mm-hmm. it was all communicated with imagery, yes. thought, and feeling. Yes. And almost like a puzzle. I had to figure mm-hmm. things out. Like, uh, And I did piece things together because uh, I was shown these this overwhelming feeling that i was going to help youth yeah and i was going to teach them kindness and there was there was a rainstorm that i was shown and all these ripples and the ripples were the kindness waves coming off of each of these individuals but there was an entire rainstorm well i ended up volunteering for the last 30 years with this uh, organization called hugh o'brien youth leadership and there's high school sophomores and i didn't put it all together until like last year mm-hmm. about the rain. Right. Um, until one of the students came up to me and they said, I hear that you do this amazing rain cheer. And everyone remembers their experience in this conference mm. from that cheer that you do. Will you do that cheer this weekend for us? And I've done it pretty much every year for 30 years, this, this incredible orchestra of rain. And then I realized that's it. That's what yes. <laughs> Angel was yes. showing me. Like you're going to inspire them just by being with them yeah, and bringing them to that. And I remember talking to myself in the mirror after this and I thought, how am I going to inspire youth? I am a youth. I'm only 19. Yeah. Like what message do I have? And it was just never worry or have fear or doubt. It's going to come and we will give you right. the message. You already have the message. We're just going to it's unraveling it isn't it because you know i've always been a a soul teacher you know for me it was difficult living as a human because i've always been a very spiritual person you know played with dead people growing up you know always saw things that people didn't see and people who were passing over would come to me you know to be shown 
their exit um, or words of wisdom that they wanted mm -hmm. to leave behind. And this was so normal for me. But I mm -hmm. couldn't understand when I talked about it with other people that they look at me a little sideways. Um, and so it was really hard for me to kind of understand what is this? I didn't look upon it as a gift. I didn't look upon it as a calling. It was just something I was. And well, I was one of those people and being so analytical and mm -hmm. so science-based. And then I had the yeah. paranormal experience. Yeah. and. I can't deny what happened to me. And I decided in 2012 that I need to live my truth and yes. I, need to, to, I need to own this. And yeah. as much as I thought, you know, are people going to think I'm crazy and say, okay, you saw an angel, the angel touched him in the forehead. Well, the only proof that I have, go read the 61,000 words that God knows where they right. came from because right. I wrote them down. Right. And we don't need to prove anything. That's the point, right? Is that, <laughs> right. you know, the, the part of the I am is I am, you know, this is, um, and it's, uh, we are what we are in this moment. You know, I'm a channeler. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm a channeler of knowledge. Um, it's not me knowing it. I could be, I remember going on a cruise. It was my single in training after my divorce, right? Mm -hmm. But the youngest people on the boat were 70. So <laughs> so much single in training. So I was reading The Alchemist and I went and found a nice little corner to read The Alchemist. And it, people would seek me out with their problems. And I had the answers. It's not me having the answers. I just had the answers for them. And that has been no matter what I've done in my life you know, career of any sort. It's always been that people seek me out for something. And six, seven years ago, somebody um, read for me and she said, you're going to do something on the internet that's going to change and save lives. At that time, mm -hmm. I was uh, supporting an electric motor that was none like any other in the world. Um, very, very unique. And I thought, electric motor, internet, saving lives. I just don't see how this computes. It went by the wayside. It actually, its mm -hmm. technology led this person down into a program of artificial intelligence now that he's working with Microsoft. Mm -hmm. it, for me, um, because of the redirect and the complete crash of everything, I ended up being invited to be a radio host on another network. And now it's led six years later, five years my own, on this path where I've had actually people come back and saying, this show changed my life. And mm -hmm. so we, the thing is, we have no idea where we're going right. to be led and I've to. I've had that too. And it's right? just, yeah. Or the struggles that, you know, we kind of think, oh, despair, where am I now? What's the point of living and all of that? And then, bing bong, this door opens up. And the thing is, don't analyze it. Trust it. Just go through. Step into our exploratory, adventurous selves, and it will Mine be revealed. I became at peace when I, and I was shown these things. And so I did this um, exercise where I tried to one up every day, something worse that mm. would happen to me. Mm. And I did it as long as I could. And I always saved death for the end. And when I ran out of ideas, I started asking other people and I heard every horrific thing possible mm -hmm. that you know could happen. And then one day uh, I ran out of ideas. I started repeating them, you know, same themes, different you know, but very similar. And I, I had death. And the next day I thought, well, I'm done. You know, that was it. That's the end. That was death. And now I can stop worrying about this or thinking about it. <laughs> and the next day I was able to one up death mm. with a very profound thought mm -hmm. that the worst thing that can ever happen to you is losing your ability to help someone else. Right. And it can never happen unless you allow it to. Because what you leave behind in other people 
your legacy mm-hmm. and continue to help people long after you're gone. And I had something, a gift, because on December 1st, 2012, when I started posting these words, there was a horrific car accident nearby my house and two high school couples were affected. A boy in one couple and a girl in another were killed in the accident instantly. They were hit by another young man who was speeding, drunk, on drugs, and texting at the same time. (laughs) And hit this car with these other individuals who were the pillars of their high schools Mm -hmm. and took their lives. Mm -hmm. Well, the day I started writing those words, um, I continued, and in January, the family of the girl contacted me and said, I wrote some very profound things that described their daughter's life in one sentence, and they put it on her headstone. Oh, wow. And my words are now carved in granite, mm-hmm. and they'll be here long after I'm gone. Not even in the granite, yeah. they'll be in the heart of the souls. Of you know, everyone of that has stopped by mm-hmm. that grave site. Mm-hmm. For the last four years, right, four or five years, you know, yeah. it's just, it's like that, you know, when you think about it, that this just continues to go. And the thing mm-hmm. is, we don't do our work, you know, for the lights or the the glory because we, there is no room for ego in this. Right. You know, we we can take ownership. We can take certainly a certain amount of pride of you know the accomplishments when you do get feedback that pe- what right. you're doing is really working you know and it really is helping people but yes. the moment ego steps into it you start losing the energy you start losing the power you start losing the meaning of it and it's just so gratifying though to know that whatever you're doing has touched someone because yeah. it hasn't just touched them for a moment it's and a ripple other, that know? keeps rippling out I was really thinking about it today because I'm doing a presentation next week on, on influence mm-hmm. and creating influence. And what's interesting is all the people are, you know, they're, they want, you know, how, how do I build up and get, you know, I'm close to three quarters of a million people on my Facebook page and I have that, the, the influence in those things. The most profound message that I have for them is not that I posted to get three quarters of a million or 1 million people. I posted the messages because if one person read it and one person was helped or saved, I did my job. Ah, Thank you. Thank you. And that's the message that they're going to go. Yes. They're going to wait for this nugget of wisdom that I'm going to say, here's how you build up a million people. One at a time. By saving one at a time. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what people don't understand. I've got to meet millions of people. Well, it's not you going out reaching the millions of the people. It's you reaching one person that then shares it with another and then right. another and another. And that's the beautiful just, ripple effect or the spider's web that goes out. Yes. From the heart. If you don't that's do it, it from here, it hasn't got the energy or the meaning behind it. You and know, are you just spouting words or are you spouting love? <laughs> right. You can tell when somebody's a little bit out of alignment with that because mm-hmm. their messages that they post or write are about, uh, people should realize the importance of love because if they had the importance of love, it's going to help the world. So they'll write it that way. Instead of saying, if you reach into your heart yeah. and discover the peace and beauty there and share it with another person, then you've made a difference in this world. Yeah. And now I'm speaking to you, the individual, mm-hmm. not the people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're very much on the same thing there. You know, I'll I'll get people, well, if you've got 5,000 followers, I'll come on your show. And I said, you're not for the show. 
Right. You're not for the station. You know, I was it's thinking a, about that too. Mm-hmm. That if they're, they're running these uh, um, summits, and yes, yes, say, you must have a reach of twenty thousand. Yeah, that's because they're thinking with this. Yes. They're thinking I need to scrape traffic off of you right. rather than let me think about the message. And when that message resonates, and I believe in what I'm doing, that'll all happen. Yeah. And that's the way I always approach it. I put, you know, when I'm talking to people for the summits, there's people that no one knows that don't mm. have any reach at all, yeah. but they have a message. Mm-hmm. And every person has a message. You have a message that needs to be shared. And that's yes. really the key is thinking about that in that way of the individual again. And it's more important to pull back and, and think. And that's the other piece that I want to share next week on this. Yeah webinar that I'm doing. <laughs> right. And the thing is, I call it inspiration for invitation. Because when you've inspired someone, you've invited them to step into their own lives, maybe right. using the tools, maybe just being inspired because you managed to do it. And yeah. we never, you know, people say, well, again, how many people listening? And I said, all those that are ready to hear. I'm a specialty yeah. station. I'm not a 15 quick minute thing. I am yeah. a whole hour, sometimes longer. But what you are getting here is nuggets from people's life's journeys what they've learned, the wisdom they've learned, the heart and soul that has had them go through it to help you on your journey of life. If you haven't got the time to hear it, if you haven't got the time to really feel it, then you're not ready for the message. So I'm kind of, I'm university stuff. (laughs) There's a (laughs) message within each of you that are listening and watching because Mm. that message is beautiful. Yes. And and you have a story to tell. Yeah. And you know, when you say I don't have a book or I can't write a book or I, I don't have anything interesting to say or those things, then you just haven't looked close enough to your heart or deep enough in there. Right. You're still thinking with your head. Yes. (laughs) You know, I've had people, um, you know, like there's one, there's a blind blogger and uh, Maxwell, a wonderful gentleman, and he had written something on a blog and I really was inspired by it. And I said, I want to interview you. And well, now he's, you know, gone on to write books. He he went to New York Mm -hmm. City for New Year's Eve on his own. I documented the journey. He's now doing his own podcast. And this story kind of over and over again, because when you step up and show people, yes, they can, you too can do this. They suddenly start seeing something in themselves. Well, I don't have to be rich or famous or have the ABAs, the BBAs or, you know, the 50,000 followers. I can. I have got a story that could have an impact. And those are the stories I love to share. Well, I was talking about it. There was a young man in my my, uh, son's high school and they graduated. But while he was in there, you know, some kids would sort of laugh or chuckle because every day he was putting himself out there on YouTube and mm-hmm. creating a daily video. And he's got, you know, it doesn't matter if one person watched it or right. 20 or 50 or a hundred, it didn't matter. He would do it and put it out there. And he had a message and my son yesterday, you know, he called it up and he said, yep, he's still posting. He's doing it every day. He hasn't yep. stopped. Good. And he Fair. said, I got to give him a lot of respect because it takes a lot to put yourself out there. And I yeah. said, I'm glad you recognize that because That's it does. Yeah. And that's the thing is, why are we so afraid to put ourselves out there? Because the human aspect of society is, I'm going to judge you. 
Right. I'm going to ridicule you. I'm going to demean you. I'm going to put you in a little box with a label on it. And that human kind of thinking is what is causing the detriment, the dis-ease, the anxiety, and the disconnect in the world. When we start looking at people from the inside out, then we see the beauty. A quick story here of a wonderful girl called Keshi. Um, mm -hmm. She was a burn victim in a plane crash. Only two survived, 65% over her body. She's had hundreds of operations, but she's gone through school. She has a foundation yeah. and she ended up on America's Got Talent singing mm -hmm. and going all the way to the finals. Because when per people first saw her, they saw the burn victim because right. her entire face and everything had to be rebuilt. Yeah. When she started singing, they felt and saw her inner beauty. Yeah. And every song she did, and it just completely changed the perspective of what beauty uh -huh. is. Yeah. Now, I wish we could take that veil off everybody and see the beauty inside. Yeah, that, and I grew up with that too, where there was a family that, you know, had a horrific accident. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, they, two of the sisters were burned. And so I grew up with that. Yeah. And I grew up, knowing what true beauty is because yes. I saw it when she came back from the hospital and you know what the beauty was the, the sister, the first sister that came back, my brother was kind of like her protector. They were about a year difference in age and about she's four years older than me. And my brother was five years older than me. And he came outside with this anger, like this drunk driver that did this to your family and killed your mother and burned you and your sister and your dad. And, destroyed your your other sister's wedding because it was on a <laughs> rehearsal night for the oh, wedding no. when this happened and all these things. And he said, I've been holding this in for months. And he said, I want nothing more to see that guy. Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, me too. And he said, yeah, right. And she said, because all I want to do is give him a hug. Because I've forgiven him. Right. And that's when I learned that lesson at age mm -hmm. 10. That's mm -hmm. the beauty that that family brought back to us in our neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah. everyone in that neighborhood was the beauty yeah. of forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, is a massive one. Um, you know, I've got three children and I, I couldn't imagine if anybody hurt them, what I would do, you know, obviously go into right. mother mode, but I did a show on a guy who was driving with his pregnant wife and two children, a drunk driver smashed into them killing all of the kids and his pregnant wife and injuring him. But he was a pastor and mm -hmm. he, and he said, how can I stand up there and preach and forgiveness and love? So he ended up forgiving this young 17 year old who was just a stupid, stupid yeah. mistake. Mm -hmm. And he ended up helping him turn his life around yeah. and let go of the pain. Now I hope and never have to be tested like that, yeah. but I would also hope, that I have enough love within me and courage within me to do that because right. that is the ultimate, ultimate of forgiveness. But yeah. it, it, that's, he is freer for it. It doesn't mean he doesn't miss his wife or kids. There's nothing to do with that, but um, it's, they made a movie of it, let it go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's about if we don't forgive, we get eaten up from the inside yeah. out. And that's so important. How many people are wanting to have revenge, the anger? I don't know about you right now, but I'm seeing an escalation mm -hmm. of people on Facebook going off. Yes. And it's like they're <laughs> combusting and, it's crazy and they, up yeah, they 
Where's the love, baby? (laughs) I got words and I just, um, there were, um, forgiveness doesn't take a piece of your heart or soul. It brings peace to them. Yes. Yes. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. And people think it's going to take something from them. Or that they have to... They have to take something from someone else to get the satisfaction. Right. No, you know, I mean, what's the old saying about, you know, go uh, the blindness, um, poke an eye out, you know, both of you will be blind in the end. But I think that's the thing is, is that human nature is wanting to revenge. You know, it's yeah. wanting to step into anger. And I think one of the things that we're looking at the present moment is such a high anxiety of this, you know, of this hysteria that's being built up. And is how do you find that peace? How do you find that purpose amongst this turmoil? Uh, a wonderful monk called uh, Michel Pascal is a yes. meditator. You know him? He's wonderful. I think I recommended him to you. And um, he takes people into Times Square to meditate amongst the chaos mm-hmm. you know be the mountain amongst the chaos and i think this is something we need to find never where you're going to find you've got to find your stillness within you that blocks everything else out and you're going to have to explore what it is yeah, that gives not, you that. <laughs> yeah it's never about um finding a place a quiet place mm-hmm. among the chaos no, yeah to, to discover peace it's discovering the peace among the chaos yes yes of everything yeah and that's how it really works and yeah there's there's always um you know in the forgiveness i always see like bars or mm. when you feel like you're in a cage and yeah. you can't, can't get through that and it does take because you feel like you're condoning the person but there was um, Dr. Sean DePiron does Project Forgive, and mm-hmm. she's a good friend. And a good friend of hers had made a mistake and was drunk driving, killed a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did a documentary about this, and the families came together for forgiveness. And she did this exercise where she had everybody in the room pair up with somebody and said, who's somebody that you have not forgiven? And then share that with the person you're talking to. And so everybody would do that. And they said, now tell that person what, what it is that if that person was to say something to you, what would you want to hear them say and tell them what to say? And then they're going to be a proxy. They're going to become that person and do it. And the whole room broke down crying Mm -hmm. because they just needed to hear there was no closure or the person may have crossed over and they never finished this or closed Mm -hmm. the chapter and they didn't even realize They've been carrying this heavy book, all these chapters of that within their heart. Right. And it was this release. Beautiful. Yeah. And and this is something very, very important. If you want to know how you step into your soul is that you do have to release things (laughs) from your presence, from what you're carrying around that stops you from stepping into heart, stepping into the knowledge of the soul. You cannot embrace the love and the truth while you're in anger and bitterness or revenge or hate. It just, you know, it's oil and water. It does not mix. So you have to be willing to take the journey to let it go, to um, step into forgiveness, step into love. And you can't love another until first you've found that love of self. Yes, absolutely. And I look, you know, there. if you really think about it, we're wired with all these different emotions. Mm-hmm. And even things that we like, you know, why, why do we like sugar? Mm-hmm. Why, why do you like coffee? It doesn't taste right. So you got used to drinking it or maybe you like the caffeine or, 
whatever. But there's something there, even in the bitterness of coffee that you enjoy. And just like emotions are, are wired up that way, it's just, it all it has to be done in moderation. Yes. So you can't yes. be angry all the time, no. but you're going to be angry occasionally. Right. You can't be uh, lacking forgiveness all the time, but there's going to be moments where you might dip into that pool. Mm. It might stay with you for a while, but there also comes a point where you have to release those things. And we're supposed to experience all these shades. Mm. And when I'm talking, uh, especially to younger person, um, I explained this to my son. I had exchange students here too. And I said, you know, you're, you're 17, 18 years old. There's a lot of emotions, but you don't have all, you can see them all or feel them all, but you don't know how to play the music for them. Right. Like having a broken keyboard that you've written this symphony, you're trying to play it on a broken instrument and you can only play these notes and you get really frustrated, but eventually you'll be able to play all the music. I just want you to know that I hear the music, even though your keyboard's broken. Right. Nice. I understand you. Mm-hmm. And that was enough. Then they like, okay, I, I get it. Cause you're trying to explain to somebody that can't play all yeah. the music and they don't even know the difference between they just have jealousy or envy, yeah. but they don't have all the little shades, right. note, blue notes and, uh, mm-hmm. and nuances that are in between there are the different types of instruments that can play those notes. Mm-hmm. And that's, they haven't you got the full it. repertoire because they're, they're still young. They're still finding their pieces to their puzzle. You know, I say, you know, be emotionally tuned in, but don't be emotional. Right. right? So, we, you know, the reason we get emotions is because it's an yeah. expression of what's happening to us at the time. So pay attention to that emotion, but don't get emotional about the emotion. Right. right? Well, this is for those of you that are parents out there to understand that it's okay not to be in alignment because – you're playing on two different types of instruments <laughs> yes. and they're never going to be in tune, mm-hmm. at least not till the person maybe turns 24. Right. <laughs> That's kind of around the time when the brain gets wired up and it starts mm-hmm. working right. You know? Right. Yeah. It starts settling down and there's all the yeah. hormone and everything else that goes with it as well. But yeah. you know, the, the other thing I think is, is we're, each of us a book of life. Some people are a few books of life. It just depends what their journey has been like. And we have yeah. to look, we have to look <laughs> at all the different chapters that we have been in our life. And I think sometimes just don't get stuck on a chapter. You know, if you can't find an ending to that chapter, just end it somehow, move on to another chapter and write what you would like your beginning, middle and end to be. Because we don't realize that we actually are in control of it. We're in control of the pen of our own life. Not what Mm -hmm. happens to us, but how we react to it and what we do with it. Right. Exactly. And that's, you know, when you write, um, and I love the metaphors, like just thinking about how um, a life chapter unfolds mm-hmm. and that no matter how a chapter starts, you should always try to end it with love in yes. some way. Yes. And that's what life is like. And also keep in mind that your chapter is not over. Your book is not fully written and you still have a lot of story to tell. Mm-hmm. So even though one chapter might be dark mm-hmm. or might end like this, there's still the glimmer of hope and hope is something that will never leave your side unless you choose to let go of it. Yeah. So when you hang on to it and, and I love the three words like faith, love, hope. Cause every time I see those, it's a triangle mm-hmm. in math sense and it's a perfect triangle and I saw triangle 
That is the strongest architectural shape in nature. Yes. yes. And the other thing about those three words, I, I mean, I really thought deeply about them and meditated on them. And I thought, where did they come from and how did they get created in that sense? And what's the true meaning behind them? And when I really thought about it, hope, for instance, there's no synonym. Mm-hmm. None. And hope really only exists when you hold on to it or believe in it. Mm-hmm. Faith is the belief that mm-hmm. you hold on to, mm-hmm. to create the hope. Mm-hmm. And out of that gets created love, which again has no synonym. Faith has no synonym. Hope has no synonym. Mm-hmm. There's things that are close. Yeah. You can say, I really, really like you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not love. Right. And it's amazing how those three pillars are in every religion, every race, everything on this entire planet and everything in the universe. And it's what holds it all together. And they only exist when you believe in them. Right. And I think, you know, what we've also got to um, look at in life is um, you step into your faith, which is not a religion, right? You step into your faith uh, and you hope that you are bringing about the love that will Mm -hmm. give other people faith in the the circle constantly going on. If you want to bring about peace in the world, then be the peace. If you want to bring about love in the world, then be the love. If you want to see more kindness, be the kindness. The thing is, is we have to step into beingness to Mm -hmm. do-ness, right? Because we can't just go and do if we're not being. When you are actually being it, the resonance of what you are doing in that love, in that hope, in that faith, in that love, that kindness is what really pours into someone lighting up their little candle within them and having them believe they too can step into it. And that's all we can do is shed light on people's hearts and souls and have them see themselves, love them despite the hate for themselves so they can start seeing what we love about them. And it is corny, I know, but love does cure all. <laughs> well, I was, as you were speaking, I kept seeing angels. And mm-hmm. it was really, what is the difference between a human and an angel? And angels just become the pure essence of that love, and that's all they ever see. Right, right, exactly. They, only, they don't see with their eyes anymore. They only see with their heart and they only see all the beauty that you truly are. And, and that's when, when you are meditating and you're seeing an entity, an angel, whatever is coming to you, don't second guess it. Don't go, I must be losing my head. If you are seeing something, it means you've opened up your channel enough and you're ready for the information. Right, you're tuning in. You're tuning in. <laughs> you know, the thing about digital, you press the button and it goes to the next channel. When you've got the old, you know, analog. Yeah, you that's what it off, feels like. That. Sometimes you got to. Yeah, it's the Harry Potter, in. you know, the, the, um, the track between the, you know, the station. That's yeah. what we're looking for is the cracks in between because that's where the truth lies. And yeah. the truth is that again, when people say I have a gut instinct and you don't know why, well, that's that divine truth speaking to you. You don't need to validate it or justify it, right? You don't need to. It is. Right. And you trust the is. <laughs> that's yeah. when you know you've really made a connection. And right. I think this is again, when we get out of the noggin, you know, this is, you have to feel your knowledge. Now, I know for, for a lot of people, they're thinkers, analyzers, etc. I need to understand it. You can't understand it with head alone. We've got the four key personalities. And when you think yeah. about it, soul, heart, spirit, mind. 
right? So if the soul is giving you the guidance that the heart resonates with, that the spirit steps into action, then the mind knows what it needs to know when it needs to know it. You are now so in sync with yourself. All your chakras are lined up. You even yeah. find your posture changes. Everything about you sets yourself in a totally different aura. And it's step into it, trust it, because it really is beautiful. Yeah. And I love the word trust, too, mm. because it's uh, about trusting in the big picture. Yeah. Trust in the big picture God paints for you, although you may never see the entire canvas, mm -hmm. you need to trust that the image is beautiful. Right. Because yeah. it is. It's putting a puzzle together without following the picture, right? right? It's just allowing you instinctual. This feels like it belongs here and this belongs here. And what picture is coming alive here right before me? You yeah. know, I mean, let's put the manual down. There mm -hmm. are codes, there are ethics, there are beliefs. Those are the things you take with you in your love pack. But we don't need a manual because, as I said, when you step out into that abyss, blind, deaf, and dumb, that's when you will hear, see, and feel what you need to see, what you need to feel, yeah. what you need to do. And very often we have to understand we are here for a purpose, and if we get out of our own mm -hmm. way, our purpose will be shown. Exactly. And... The other is discovering that, you know, a lot of, uh, when you struggle with purpose mm -hmm. and understanding what that is, that's when everything sort of falls apart. And it's not that you need to ever figure out what that is. You mm -hmm. just need to walk the path and to discover that you're on the right path. Cause a lot of people ask and they say, how do I know that I'm on that right path? Right. Because each step that you take forward feels good. Yeah. Brings joy. Yeah then you know you're on the right path. <laughs> Just keep walking it. But it's like you with the kids and the, and the rainwater. You had no idea what that meant. But right. you instinctually went around mentoring children. And then one day the waterfall thing again all came together. Oh, ah, yeah. now I get it, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is if you've got a feeling that you want to go and do something, you know, this yeah. means something to me. I don't know why. Don't wait to understand why. Just go and do it. You'll then understand mm -hmm. why. So we, we don't get given the whole picture because that's part of that trust, isn't it? Yeah. You get given a snippet of all you need to know right now. What are you going to do with it? Where are you going to take it? Because there's still that human thing called free will. Right. Well, that's the, that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. And we have that and we're given that. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, I can choose whether I'm going to be angry or I'm going to do something or I can choose not to, or yeah. I can choose to share or I can choose to be open. And those are all parts of that. And I realized that, you know, the angel did give me that as well, as far as like a clarity on the free will part, right. because I said, okay, we're going to show you the whole playbook. We're going to show you what you're supposed to do. The choice is yours yeah. to walk the path. Right. And you've got to make the turn if you want to, because you're down in the weeds right now. You went mm -hmm. down here and it took me five years till the point where I felt like I stepped back onto the road. And that was the year that I actually chaired the seminar. So now I'm at, I, I, somebody stepped down and I needed to step in to save this organization and make sure that it was financially sound because they were in the red. And I figured I can't do any worse than last year, so I can only look up, you know, so I'll step into this. At the end of that seminar, we were in the black, financially sound. I'm in front of 750 people. 
mm-hmm. all of the students and all their parents and all their siblings and they're all there. And I was walking up to the mic and that's when I felt the rush. Mm-hmm. Like you're stepping onto your path right now. Like the angel presence was there or something. Mm-hmm. And as I turn, there were three young staff members who snuck out, went to the grocery store and got aluminum foil and made two angel wings for me and handed them to me. How beautiful. And I thought, yeah. I'm being seen. And I just looked up for a second mm-hmm. like this. Then I looked at the audience and I did my speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were, they were crying. They were so inspired to go out and do something good in the world after right. that. And it was yeah. all driven and it was just like, I just felt like Gabriel was standing there going, looking at Michael saying, yeah, I did my, he, my boy did me proud. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. See, I told you you'd come around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were, you got into the zone through channeling coming from the right purpose. And this is the thing, I, you know, I'm constantly trying different paths. So, you know, I will always explore. And if it ends up being a cul-de-sac, a dead end or a wrong end, you, you, again, your gut, your soul will yeah. tell you, you know, um, you, you've got the experience. What did I learn from that? Cause it was a wrong, wrong road. You learned this. So obviously that was a tool I needed in my kit. Um, right. And then you just keep trying different roads and different roads until you find the right one. But when yeah. you find that right one and yeah. it speaks to you and you know that you're in that beautiful divine mm-hmm. path, there is nothing else like it there's nothing else you can do but that because that is the chosen journey now you're you're in sync right and there are no coincidences there's only guide incidences there's absolutely no coincidences where love is concerned where divine love is concerned everything is in perfect synchronicity right and i've i've thought you know i've got um I actually studied, I got a degree in psychology. I've studied cosmology as well. So I studied the Mm. universe and programming and all those things. And I was thinking the other day, most of the universe is in darkness. But what stands out in that darkness is every light that we see in the sky. Right. Yes. And every light that we encounter on this plane. Yeah. And it's there, like the whole of everything around us and how, why planets are around. Because as above, there is below Mm -hmm. in the sense that what we're having here on earth is part of the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. We're all part of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And every element's always been here, always was here, and always will be here. You and I are made from that. Right. Therefore, we are already being shown we're eternal. Yes. Period. Yeah. In I some way to, or another. <laughs> right. In some way or the other. I mean, I, I went through a pay, uh, phase in my life where I was desperately unhappy and I lived, mm-hmm. I felt very trapped in the darkness. And, uh, you know, it was trying to, and, and the thing is, is that leads you to an apathy, which I think is more dangerous mm-hmm. than anger or anything else. Um, but yeah. there was that speck of light that, you know, and finally one day that light got bright enough. And of course you come out <laughs> into that and it's a bit blinding. And you constantly feel chased by the shadow of the darkness. But then I realized what the darkness meant to me. And for me, my traveling, my meditation is going up into that beautiful space because there, there is everything and nothing yeah. all at once. It is everything you need to know, nothing you need to know. You are not in body. You are just in spirit. And you're 
wrapped up in this darkness with the the light within you you are that yes. light and, it and just I had, so yeah there, there's words that come uh when you're mired in the shadows of despair know that there is always a higher light source behind any darkness you just need to turn around to see it yeah and when you have that darkness that's around you i realize that it is not darkness that creates light it is light that creates darkness mm -hmm. because without the light the darkness would not exist right mm -hmm. so when you can step out and if you think about that where the light is shining down upon your back and you're looking at the shadow yes if you just step to the side there's light always enveloping you right and that is the the beauty of life and I also got another, uh, you'll, you'll like this quote, which was from, <laughs> it's like one of their tongue-in-cheek quotes from the angels, but it's, angels always win a battle with the darkness because their weapon of choice is light. Mm -hmm. When you add light together, things get brighter. And when you add darkness together, nothing changes. The only thing that changes the darkness is light mm -hmm. because it eliminates it. Yeah. The light shines the truth. And mm -hmm. the one thing the darkness doesn't like is truth. <clears throat> because it hides things in the dark. And when we hide things in the dark and we're not willing to face that truth, that's when we feel trapped. But when do they get revealed? Mm -hmm. When you shine light upon them. Exactly. And it gets revealed to you. So yes. when you trust in the light mm -hmm. of the metaphor of light as well as the yes. visual yes. analogy of it. And I, I look at it this way, that light is the only other thing in the universe that also travels at the speed of love. Mm -hmm. that's what brings the light to a situation. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, when you, <laughs> when you come across people that are, are in pain, sometimes all you can do, all you can do in that time is send them a vibration of love. You know, you, you're maybe not there to help them in any other way than just sending them some vibration of love. Right. And because they're in a journey, they're in a process. Uh, they're maybe not ready to hear answers. But if you send that beautiful vibration of love upon them, you know, that yeah. they don't realize they're being fed and it will help shed light on, mm -hmm. on their own hearts. And, uh, and sometimes that's the only way you can help someone. <laughs> exactly. And it's just being there. Sometimes it's just a kind word. Yeah. Sometimes it's just an expression on your face and sharing a smile that can make a difference in that, in bringing that light. Mm. Every drop of kindness becomes an ocean of love yes and that's we're all meant to swim in it yes and it's fun <laughs> it's wonderful it's so peaceful and it's so yeah. knowledgeable you know because when you do feel and, and listen from the heart the truth that you get will set you yeah. free and mm -hmm. and it will guide you forward and, you know, it doesn't mean you're not going to experience hurt or pain along the way, you know, that you're still not going to run into things. It just means you're going to know in which state of being to step into to handle it. And, and another thing that you're going to go through, because all of these things are here just as part of our, our toolkit, right. aren't they? Yes. Yeah. And understanding that angels are messengers. Mm -hmm. They bring us a message, but it's up to us to deliver it. Yeah. Or walk the path or do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Why they're called yeah. messengers yeah. because they bring you mm -hmm. those items. It's the soul teacher, you know, um, mm -hmm. as a spiritual counselor, people say, well, you know, do it for me or show me how to do the steps. I said, all I can do is prepare you for your path. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. I can prepare you for your path with the tools and wisdoms. I can pour my love into you and, and show you what I see within you. But mm -hmm. it's up to you to take the journey right. to discover that for yourself. That I can't do, right? Then it gets Absolutely. very frustrating because can't you see what I see? But yeah. no, they can't. They have to wake right. into that in their own time. Exactly. So now you have a TV show along with Lisa. Tell us about that and what kind of people you're having on. Yeah, there, it's the Mindset Reset Show. So it's, it takes both halves, uh, a foot in both worlds, the business world and the spiritual world and bringing those two together. Mm -hmm. And when you have a mindset, it's, it's how you process things. But when you get a reset on it, it's looking at it in a different way. And yeah. each guest that we've had on has shared something where their perspective on life or their life was dramatically shifted to a higher level through that. Yes. Um, some of the guests uh, for season one are Dr. Joe Vitale, who's the star in The Secret. Um, he's written like 57, <laughs> 60 books, I don't know. I think he but, writes uh, in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, he's got, I have one of his books uh, here. It's actually right over. got two of his books. Uh, he gave me uh, a couple of his books, but he gave me uh, Hypnotic Marketing uh, and also Anything is Possible. Those are a couple of his uh, he was guided to give me. Um, there's also uh, uh, Dee Wallace, yes. who was the – Steven Spielberg's E.T. She was the mom. She's also been in uh, the movie 10 with Dudley Moore back in the day. She's been in countless uh, horror films, too. And I asked her about that. And she said, Robert, in order to face your fear, you have to become it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of why she right. had that. But she's also had um, you know, an amazing uh, shift. And yes. that's when her husband passed away. And then she wrote the book Bright Light. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is Kevin Sorbo, who was uh, in Hercules, yes, and he did the movie. Uh, he was a star of uh, God is Not Dead. Mm -hmm. And then he just did a movie that his wife wrote, and um, he directed and, and his whole family starred in, which is uh, Let There Be Light. Mm -hmm. uh, we have um, Arielle Ford, you know, her uh, major relationship mm -hmm. specialist. It was amazing because we talked about manifesting your soulmate. Mm -hmm. the mindset of that and just really what relationships are and once you get past the honeymoon phase of a relationship mm -hmm. so there's a lot of great great information and just so many beautiful guests have shown up and uh you know we're really excited it's going to start rolling out uh i think next week uh it'll start airing so it goes on traditional cable you can also get it on pretty much any any television appliance device like um Amazon Prime, it'll be on that. It'll be on Roku, Thompson Smart TV. Then there's a TV to go app. So if you go to the, the website, it has a listing of like every platform that we're on, but it's pretty much everything that's in 164 countries. So, mm. you know, you'll probably be able to catch it somewhere. <laughs> right, exactly. And the uh, URL for that is? There's what? The, the site. Oh, yeah. Uh, MindsetResetTV.com. So if you want to learn a little bit more, there's a trailer up there. Uh, we have just some amazing guests showing up so far. And of course, there are people that have already taken their journey. And these are the yes. best kind of people to have because in their reset, that was their discovery. Yes. You know, their, their self-discovery of what they were here for and stepping into that meaningful purpose. I always, always say it's about them becoming their instrument. 
and then yeah. perfecting that instrument to join the orchestra in harmony to create yeah. a symphony that resonates out. And this is the thing, it's so wonderful to hear their stories of where they were. Some of them, again, have been horrific and you wonder how they could even carry on. Yet, yeah. you know, they all have said they wouldn't change anything because who right. and what they're doing today is, is beyond meaningful. You know, yes. that, that they're really, a lot of them, there's no articulation to living into that soul and heart yeah. space and being a part of that in the world. And in, in season two, we uh, have an NFL player. So he's a former NFL player. And, and what we're going to talk about is really a lot of people that have careers like that. They Yes. And since they were little kids working toward that, and then they get on the injured list or they mm. retire or something, and then they get depressed and, mm -hmm. and suicidal. And it, it's done because they... Yes. And he transcended that. So that's right. his message is how do you get from here, from here, my yes. highest level to the higher yeah. level exactly. of really. And giving back is, is his mantra. So it's going to be amazing. Uh, if you're a New England Patriots fan or a Cleveland Browns fan, I think mm. uh, he was on those teams. I'm not going to say who it is yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> and also, how do people get hold of your books? Yes. Uh, well, if you go to guide to the soul.com, there's links to interviews and all sorts of things up there. So the books are on there and they link off. You can go to Amazon. Uh, if you just search my name or soul ciphers, it'll come up on there. Excellent. And do you have a regular site with just everything on it? Yeah. Guide to the soul.com. Okay, great. Wonderful. That's me. Yeah. It's been great having you back on here again. Always <laughs> well, love the soul so talk, you know, and the thing is, is, um, you know, some people go, but where did you cipher the soul? We, we did because we talked soul talk all the way through this. Yeah. Well, uh, it's decoding your life. And I think yes. we've provided a lot of decodes in there. So <laughs> exactly. you should be able to reprogram something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, the gain is, 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 is allowing your thought process to be felt. Don't just get stuck in the head. Because yeah. this is a treadmill and you've got to remember it's a database of knowledge and, and very often it's outdated knowledge that's going on in there and you need to reprogram. And some, some of it's corrupted now. Yes, yes. A lot of viruses <laughs> going on up there. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, the thing is, is, um, is when you actually understand your knowledge, because now you have the wisdom to understand yeah. what that knowledge is for, that's when you've really truly stepped into that calling. And then it's like that aha moment of a... Now I understand. Yeah. And we also realize it's so simple. Why did it take mm -hmm. us so long? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> when I'm saying, you know, I'm talking about some of the inspirational and I feel like I'm saying one plus one equals two. Mm -hmm. And and people are, you know, they're having these profound moments yes. of awe and they're, they're looking at me and I'm saying, I just said one plus one is yes. two. Yes, yes. But they're trying to do yeah. calculus to right. get there and, and going all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, it's that simple. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the most profound quote I wrote was shared by probably a million people in 48 hours. And it was the simplest of words of all the things I've ever written. Can it was you? just love is a simple word, yet it simply means everything. Right. And that summed up. All 61,000 yeah. other words. Exactly. <laughs> One simple quote. Right. And you know that that's the thing. Uh, um, simplicity is when you step into your inner honesty, your inner love. Yes. When you actually have truly stepped into what really love means, that divine presence of why you're here, yeah. what your purpose is. And I'm, yeah, I say purpose a lot because we all need one. 
You know, right. we're all here for a reason. When you step into it and you're stepping into it with love and you're doing it with yeah. love and right. you are that love, people then feel that love. They, you know, right. it's, they may not always comprehend the words because they're not quite ready, but my God, did they feel it. And so you've mm-hmm. left them with a feeling inside of them that will grow. Yeah. That will exactly. grow. So never, never feel you're speaking to a brick wall. And, you know, right. because somewhere along the line, there were cracks and that in. love went in there and, go and, in. and it will grow. It will I've grow. seen it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Mm. I've been there. Yes. There's also that big word patience. <laughs> <laughs> you're not yeah. going to have an impact overnight. It's planting the seeds mm-hmm. of love, watering and yes. nurturing them. And then just step back and see what beautiful garden grows. Right. right? Yeah. And we've all got that capability. It's in with all of us. It's what we're here for. And so when we step out of the hate and the anger and the disconnect and the anxiety and we step into this presence, it's your, it's your reason for being. And now you can really, truly see what you're here for. And of course, it's to raise that vibration around the planet right. of love because Absolutely. the planet needs it. The universe needs it. And this is how we're meant to live here in love and kindness of each other. Wonderful to have you on again, Robert. Yes, and so much, and and we'll have some reciprocity because you know you're going to have to come on our show, of oh, course. Oh, wouldn't I love that? And I've got Lisa. <laughs> we have, we got to finish this week. conversation. Yeah, exactly. I've got Lisa coming on next week. Exactly. And you know, so, so we had a talk where you know, with the wings were flapping, you know, we were taking yeah. flight. So I'm really looking yes. forward to that. So stay tuned, folks. So I'll put the All link right. here on Sounds his great. link, and you'll see that too. <laughs> and yes, uh, I would, I would love to because it's always so wonderful to be amongst uh, soul light people. Uh, that has stepped into that soul awareness because it's what makes the world go round. Right. <laughs> makes the whole universe go around. It's all your love, sweet love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Robert. Well, thank Wonderful you. having you here again. Folks, please tune into the TV show, read his books, just step into the presence. Look at this 61,000 words that he's written <laughs> because I guarantee you something is going to speak to you. And all we need to do is just open you up a little bit, let the light in and boy, all of a sudden it's going to be aha. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Until next time, folks. Bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcasts and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.